Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Looks Like We Made It. I'm Izzy Howell and I'm joined by Managing Director and Creative Industry Expert Chris to talk all things video marketing. We are the father and daughter who run the video production company Howell Film and each week we will be discussing all sorts like what happens behind the scenes on our projects, getting results from your video content, how to start using video in your business and plenty more to come. We're always up for candidly conversing about creativity. On this episode we are answering the question, should you shoot stuff on the fly? So without further ado, let's get started and of course never miss an episode <laughs> Stop. Sorry, never miss an episode every Tuesday by giving us a follow or subscribe as well as finding Howell Film on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn. Let's go. Well, right, what sorry, was that I jumped about? in. Well, I, I, I immediately thought, should you shoot stuff on the fly? Just sounded funny. That was all. <laughs> well, I haven't got my teeth in. No, so exactly. Should you shoot? Yeah, um, but well, yeah. What does that mean when we say shoot stuff on the fly? We don't mean actual flies. What does no, that mean? No, you, you're talking about um, literally having an idea, taking your camera out, filming some stuff, coming back, see what you've got, and try and make a film out of it. Yeah, the truth is, at what point? Do you think about the edit? At what point does, at what point do you sit there and you go, "I've recorded some stuff. I need to put it together." Okay. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to use my catchphrase at this point. Well, I'll uh, use it. It depends. Excellent. It depends. <laughs> um, so, I would always argue if it's something that you, um, if it's a really important, uh, well thought through, which it should be, um, real you know strategic bit of film work it should you should be thinking about the edit before you think about anything you should Mm -hmm. think about you should think about the finished product as as part of the initial creative brief um Mm -hmm. and you and and the notion of turning up at a client's place or a um a place you've hired or a studio or whatever with a bunch of cameras and some people and thinking you're just going to be able to just film something and it'll be everything will be all right on the night is a flawed is a flawed concept. Yeah. However, um, if you know there's going to be something visually appealing, like I don't know, an air show or some parade in town or some you know something happening, and you know it's going to be really interesting to film, mm. and you can't really say, well, you know, uh, this bit of action is guaranteed to happen at this point, and this thing's bound to happen at this point. Well, then yeah, take your camera along. Get some get some stuff yeah. in the can. Get some interesting angles. Capture what's going on, and then think about how you're going to make a film. But I think the two are quite different. I think there's a yeah. there's a difference between a well thought through um, creative enterprise yeah. and a let's go out with our camera and mm. film what we see. Well, I think certain projects demand having some kind of plan and certain projects benefit from not having a plan at all. Like um, to go off what you're saying. Because working in pre-production and doing any kind of preparation for a project, often it does depend on what the how much you want to control the outcome, I suppose. So if we're doing a TV advert or an advert for a, a business, whatever it may be, you have to really control that environment to make sure their audience sees them at their best. So you make sure that, you know, things are cleared away, that people are dressed the right way, that the set looks correct, that the story is there, that there's a storyboard and you really prepare and you you build the narrative, I suppose, if there is one to follow. But when it comes to anything like event filming, I'm pointing a lot. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I can see yeah pointing. I'm, I'm pointing at you. Um, when it comes to event filming, often it benefits from 
or vlogging as well as a good example might benefit from that element of chaos and by that I mean as a good example would be when we filmed the UCI Road World Championships back in 2019 because that was a really interesting shoot that we went with the expectation that the route was going to be a specific way yeah, so it's a, yeah, it's a okay, big yeah, it's yeah. a big bike race that goes that went through the center of Yorkshire um and we went there with the expectation that the route would be a specific way. We got filmmakers at specific points on that route. But then what happened that made it go in a different direction? Terrible weather. Terrible weather. It literally rained like it was like the heavens opened. It was like Poseidon himself came to visit the race. So you're saying race. by being flexible, you had to adapt on the fly, do something different than you planned. Yeah. So what and, happened? What happened on that? Well, they were involved me sort of on my hands and knees in 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 a puddle. I think, and you know, it was all it was all a bit kind of hair raising. Um, but in a sense, though, you when you're shooting an event like that, to throw it back at you, you you don't really know. You, you kind of got an idea. There's going to be a bunch of guys and women cyclists whipping past, in and they're going to be sort of lycra clad and going fast mm. and there's going to be a lot of visual stuff to look at. Yeah. You can't plan, you can't plan like, so say if it was a movie of a bicycle race, you could say, right, I want the guy in the red jacket at the front. I want this person here. We want a whole bunch at the back here and you can plan what's going to happen. Mm. And you can also make them go back and do it again because it's a movie. Yeah. When you're actually filming a real a real event that's really happening and you're there just to capture that moment in time, well then by definition you just shoot what's happening. And mm. you're right, on that on that occasion, we were you know, we, we had to think on our feet, we had to shift people around, fly around in cars, get into position for the new route and do I think all that. Mountain sort of stuff. Rescue got involved at one point. Yeah, Mountain cause... Rescue did get involved, but that's for another <laughs> that's for another podcast. But what what I mean is that you can't control that, so you can only use your your expertise. I.e., you've got to have the right, you know, got to have the right camera, you've got to have the right lens. You've got to kind of position yourself so that you can frame what you best think is going to happen in terms of like, you know, mm. the way that the way that it's visually going to going to happen. But I think that's quite different to, you know, it, it, if you can control it and you and you know what it is you're trying to achieve. I think I think that's an important an, an important dif difference, yeah. and you know if, if a client comes and says I would like a promo about my business, it's it's our role um, to understand what their business is. It's our role mm. to to best get a feel for their product, get a feel for their service, get an understanding of the environment they work in. And that's where, when you said, you know, you got to make sure that everything's cleared away because you end up in a strange thing that most, most desks aren't always perfectly clean, you know, and, and yeah. they aren't all, all I was on. you know, I certainly <laughs> aren't. But, but what I mean is that the, um, you then take on a kind of like a storyteller's role. You then take on a kind of like you control that environment um, and also things like, you know, you, you, it's not just kind of like that, the way that it looks visually in terms of like what's in the shot, you've got to think about the lighting, you've got to mm -hmm. think about, you know, who else is in the shot, um, what's going to happen in the background is, yeah. you know, is there something that's actually, you know, is there, I don't know, um, uh, a, a, a you know double decker bus going to appear through the window mm. uh, as in past it, as, uh, it. yeah as, as or driving <laughs> straight past it or as they yeah uh, so so I think that it's important to a 
have a good understanding of what it is you're trying to achieve before you achieve it mm -hmm. creatively and part, as part of the narrative. Um, and, and B, to be able to control the environment as much as possible when you're there. Because I think, um, and I, yeah, I agree, because as an editor and as the person who edited said UCI Road World Championship film, was that I experience both sides of the story. I both experience when we have a real set brief, when we have a storyboard or a shot list, and we're not allowed to stray away from that whatsoever. And as an editor, all the creativity is kind of done before you even edit it, because the editing process is a bit like doing a puzzle and knowing where all the pieces go because you just kind of do it because you know what it's meant to look like at the end. But there is a level of excitement that comes from having a bit more of a shoot on the fly job. Whereas an editor, you have a lot of different parts and it's up to you to put that story together because again, that, that shoot, the, the bike race, I'm going back to it again is a good example because yes, the client, we could have turned around and gone, oh, the weather it was terrible, it's really rainy, it looks a bit wet, and it's not the beautiful sunny day we're expecting. Instead, we turned that narrative entirely on its head, and that edit, the final film, was all about how that client was up for anything, that the people yeah, at yeah, that definitely. show were up for anything, and they stood in the rain and did it all. And that really did reflect a great way on that client. It but it was the process of just looking at a lot of footage that... When it's just footage, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. But being able to build that narrative in post is also quite an exciting thing. I agree. And also the um, professionalism and the creativity of the filmmaker to say, hang on a minute, I'm going to get a camera really down low and I'm going to do some super slow-mo of a bike wheel going through a puddle with throwing up water in the air. That's that's the that's the x factor because yeah. that's the that's the that's the filmmaker thinking on the fly and thinking actually the narrative's changed slightly it's not just going to be a hot sunny day with a bike going over the top of the moors they're going to go a different direction there's going to be puddles there's going to be lots of rain what's going to be visually engaging yeah f for the audience when they see this film and let's use that as you say let's use that to our to our advantage and yeah. i think Again, that's the that's the difference between people that do this for a living, people that do this as a as as you know, <laughs> as the only thing that they do. It's quite different to perhaps the hobbyist or perhaps people who just go out and just take some stuff on their phone. Yeah, and also filmmakers are. I mean, that bike race, for example, you don't want to hear the audio from the cyclists as we were that close to the <laughs> close yes, to the well, wheels, yeah. where you know they're willing to sort of get do what they need to do to get the yeah, shot. I mean, yeah. you were in a ditch at one point. I so. was in a ditch. Um, <laughs> So I, I, but I do think that it is still important um, to get your to to fire off the kind of the creative ideas, fire off the kind of like um, you know have a good understanding of what it is you're trying to achieve bef yeah. wherever possible before you achieve it. I mean, even yeah, no, go for no, it. No, I was going to say so as a as an editor. So when you head up, when you're doing, you got your your team of editors, and you you've do you prefer a project? Um, that is all defined, i.e. all storyboarded, everything's defined, every shot's beautifully done. We do every shot, perhaps for, you know, perhaps for a TV advert or, or, or kind of a big promo, we would perhaps do every shot two or three times. We do lots of different angles. But you know, you know how it all bolts together because you've seen the storyboard and you've mm. seen the shot list. Or do you prefer... Pref, prefer? Do you prefer? Pref, do you prefer? Do you prefer a kind of like here's a load of footage some of it's a bit off the wall some of it's a bit kind of like a bit out there 
do you prefer that as a kind of creative is, is that more of a creative challenge and do you prefer it than a very prescribed shot list to follow um well it depends hey. <laughs> i'm taking after my dad here um so yeah it does depend because i love it when a filmmaker skips into the office hands me a hard drive and goes i am buzzing this is the best stuff i've ever gotten i saw this amazing thing happening and i just i got it and i'm so excited for you to see it and oh my god there was this other thing here and it was amazing and oh i got this and this and you just bounce off that energy and you know that the event was good or the shoot was good the filmmaker's happy and the content is gonna look really good when i'm excited to see that footage I know that what I'm putting together is going to be really good. If you get someone kind of slinking in and handing you a card going, um, I've got a bunch of random things, I'm not sure what to do with them, then you kind of get a little bit more nervous because there has to be some kind of plan that's gone into it originally. Normally, if we're showing up to a shoot, we'll know what the message is, what the output is, what what it is we're filming. So that gives us some direction. Um, but I think it's hard as an editor to be given a bunch of random parts that have no meaning whatsoever so I think regardless of the process there should have been some thought happening at some point even if I'm given the brief of make this look really cool or make this look like an event we want to go to or make this look really exciting that's something I can work off but it's I think when you have absolutely no brief no idea and that doesn't happen to us really at all um that is often when the alarm bells start going off because then you don't really know what you, where you're going. I think editors always need at least a canvas to work on, essentially. But the only there is that. So that I do like the creative challenge of being able to make something, and that's when editors come into their own when we can use all our skills and our pace and music, and we can throw it all at the wall and go a bit mad, and and that just looks great. Storyboarding stuff and working off a tight storyboard and stuff. While it isn't as creatively challenging for the editor, often I get involved with the storyboarding anyway. So that editing process happens before for me yeah. anyway. So, so, I'm, of, so it's like a pre-edit yeah, edit. So I'm still involved well, in the edit, but not in front of my computer. So it's a completely different time when I would be being creative. But when you are working to a storyboard, yes, the actual putting together of the film isn't as exciting because you kind of know what to expect. It does mean you can use other creative techniques I can really really focus on the color correction I can really like focus on making those shots look spectacular I can do other things and commit more time to other things that I might not have time to do if I'm only focused on the assembly so it's it's depends it depends yeah well I think I think that's the that is the buzzword t-shirts hashtag it yeah depends. hashtag it depends um so what we're saying then is that um, depending on the um, the actual objective, i.e. we're making a 30-second advert versus we're making a five-minute promo, mm. will definitely alter the way that we think the the thing's going to look and feel and the, the approach the filmmaker's going to make when they're making the, making the, um, the sort of the pre-edit part of the, the actually filming the thing because mm-hmm. um, again th- that's the other thing isn't it that, that we we come across time and time again that time timing is, is an elastic thing that mm-hmm. we know that 99 percent of the tv work we do for advertising is 30 seconds and mm-hmm. you've got to and you know you can tell you can tell quite a long story you can tell a lot in 30 seconds and but but generally speaking 
they are they are the most defined um, pieces of work we do time wise. Clients often approach us and go, "We would like a six to eight minute promo making, or we would like a ten minute promo, or we'd oh. like a." And actually, you think to yourself, "Have you any idea? Go and watch. You know, literally go and watch." eight to ten minutes yeah. of promotional material you'll want to you, you will have had enough after four yeah. and i think that we we spend a lot of our time with clients saying well actually you don't want a five minute promo well you might want a five minute promo what you actually need what will actually benefit your business or organization more is probably a two to three minute tops promo tops. that yeah. is properly um, spec'd out properly um paced you know, you can you can say an awful, awful lot in that oh, in that gotcha. time, and, it, and it's easy for and and this goes for any marketing materials, I suppose. Whenever it's anything creative, it's easy to make stuff for yourself and not for your customer. So you could make something that you think and you would sit and watch as the as the business person, as the owner of the business, or whatever. You might make something that you would sit and watch, and you think, God. I love that and all my friends love this and my colleagues love this and that's great. That's a really good start. But you have to think, is my ideal customer going to love this just as much? And they might be a completely different person. They might have completely different likes and dislikes and attention spans. And, and just because you will willingly sit for 10 minutes and watch something about yourself doesn't necessarily mean other people will. So really making sure that when you're doing anything marketing-wise, even if it's film or not, is thinking, is this for me or is this for the person I'm selling the to? The end user. The end user. Well, that's, I mean, that's that's an interesting point because we do we do have these conversations with clients on a fairly regular basis where we surprise them by saying, well, no, don't do that. Yeah. We, you know, not that... You know, actually, we, we we will sort of put our foot down at times and say, "Well, that's a that's a really sort of flawed flawed concept you've got there." Yeah. And actually, don't promote your funeral director business with balloons and <laughs> um, you Aww. know, you know, and and <laughs> and a tambourine because it's probably not going to quite work on this occasion. Yeah. And I think that I not think that that's that, ever happened. So. No, no, but what, <laughs> what? But that's an extreme case. But what I'm what I mean is that. You, you, our role in this isn't just to blindly do what the client says mm. because it's a weird. That's a weird scenario, isn't it? That they hire a professional, and then you ask them for their opinion of the professional's work, which is great. Everyone's entitled yeah. to an opinion, and all art and and all creativity is subjective. But ultimately, um, you know, you don't stand over your car mechanic saying, "Oh, I'm surprised you've used that tool for that," and I'd have used. I'd have used a vice grip on that nut and not a whatever, <laughs> you know, in a sense that, you know, it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird environment to work in, um, in the creative industry because the irony is the least qualified people to have an opinion are the ones that you, you, you want their opinion, mm. um, you you seek their opinion yeah. and the irony is they probably don't know anything. Yeah, absolutely. And if you are, if you do find yourself falling into that trap where you're thinking about what you like versus your audience it's that's where the tail wags the dog a little bit in that respect and i think that and the best thing you can do i mean obviously marketing strategies branding all of these things you don't just do them once it's a bit like someone said you spend your entire adult life cleaning your kitchen and it's very true like even if you've got a takeaway you're still cleaning your kitchen it doesn't matter what you do you're always cleaning your kitchen and it's the same with marketing you never you shouldn't stop you should always keep refreshing it keep looking at it keep researching so doing that market research doing that um 
keeping a real close eye on what your customers want should be something you don't just do once. You should do it regularly, every few months, Agreed. every year. And within that, if at any point you realize, oh, actually, this stuff I'm making is really just for me and, and it's not really doing very well, is check yourself. Go back, talk to your customers, put things in front of ideal customers and say, what do you think of this? Yeah. Give me your opinion, because that will really keep you on the straight and narrow in that respect. And yeah, you are, you are always cleaning your kitchen. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in this, this clean your kitchen concept. It's true, though. Is that your definition of adulthood? The when yeah. you when you actually decide that you you actively want to go out and and clean your kitchen. Yeah, you never stop. It's always it's always it doesn't. Uh, it's this, a job that is never ending. Okay, so is this a question that is this is this something that you've is this a, is this a a well known <laughs> phrase that that I I'm just not privy to? Is this something you you've made up? <laughs> it's something that it's one of those things that I like to call shower thoughts. Things that when you're in the shower you go what the well, hell? I always but yeah. Um, it's you're you always should clean being... you clean your shower while you're in there. <laughs> No, it's true though, but it's it's one of those things where it's a it's a task that's never done, and it, you think it's done, and you think, oh, I'm going to sit back, but then you do anything, and you'll need to do it again. Like it's it's a, something that's an ongoing thing that's always going to have to be right. on your to do list. But, okay. Yeah, your right, face so we've is gone, we've gone off. We've gone off message slightly <laughs> no, again. No, but what what I'm trying to yes, say. Yes, I know is, what you're saying. Yes, it's never done. It's, it's, it's never a, done. No, no. But no. it's not something you can just do once and go, ah, oh, that's sorted, and then just leave it. No. Because it's something that has to be constantly maintained constantly checked up on so when you're doing any production work any campaigns or whatever it may be it's just to keep focused on what your customers want and keep checking back on it all the time you should always have an, a finger on the pulse in that respect because yeah. otherwise and, I, and yeah. I appreciate what you're saying that you don't necessarily you know we, we're not making a film for them we're making a film for their customers, for their yeah. their audience Totally, you know? yeah, yeah. these are different people and and so back to the question of should you film stuff on the fly what is your answer? When it's appropriate, you should. When it's when it's not appropriate, you shouldn't. Absolutely, I, I agree with and that. And I and I live on this fence, and, <laughs> and I'm going to stay on this fence, and I'm not going to get off yes, <laughs> for, under any circumstances. It's the it depends fence. It's the it depends fence. Right, I'm going to throw it to you now. Do okay. you want to put everyone in pedants' corner, or are you okay for today? Uh, I don't know if I've got any pedantry today. Excellent. Um, I'm, I'm I'm all out of pedantry. Um, Trying to think if there's been anything. Well, no, I'm. I'm oh. I, yeah, you should, I should have had one lined up, shouldn't I? Excellent. Well, we're we're not going to Pedants Corner, but I'm going to ask you one final question okay. to round off this. Oh, God, I can't um, believe I've got no pedantry. We're well, you've got to stock up on your pedantry. Uh, so, well, yes. um, my question to you is: um, Do you like? Would you rather be spontaneous or be planning everything? Do you like to be spontaneous or do you like to just have a plan for everything that you do? Um, I think you need a very big plan, which okay. is kind of like a, a, a bit of a sort of big ticket plan, like a sooner or, I mean, you know, kind of like you've got to have an idea of what your life's about in some shape or form. Mm -hmm. But inside that bubble of your big plan, you should be spontaneous as a creative person. Wow, because I'm not spontaneous at all. I'm quite. I, I quite like a plan. I've got my diary that I live yeah, very close to. I know you are very, but then that, but then you work in a highly structured. You have to work in a highly structured, True. planned way. And to be fair, we all we all have to. You know, we all come kicking and screaming to a certain extent. And by spontaneous, I don't mean I just decide. <laughs> pack up and go. Just pack up and go. I'm not. I'm <laughs> right not going to bother coming to work for a year. Um, yeah. But in, but in reality, though, you might think actually. 
oh, I might give that a go, or I might look at that, or yeah. or you might, you, you know, there's always there's always an angle, there's always something different, there's always yeah. something, and I think I think spontaneity, and I will never be able to say that again, does have its <laughs> does have its um, its place, mm-hmm. and I think that you you know you should be able to go actually, yeah. I'm going to give it, you know, like I've just repeated myself. See? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, well, that's a spontaneous answer. <laughs> that's a spontaneous answer. answer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, no, it's true. And I think, well, that's it. It's, 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 I think particularly after the pandemic, people have been a lot more spontaneous, have been like, ah, oh, we're free. Let's yes. go do something. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I, and, and I think that that's a double-edged, that is also a double-edged sword for any creative, any creative person or any kind of creative interaction you have that almost like you if somebody's so buttoned up and planning orientated and um you know super structured mm. there's almost like well by definition that kind of is not what you're looking for as a kind of ideas yeah. seat of your well, pants like, style creative person i like controlled spontaneity it's like <laughs> is there, such a thing? <laughs> there is now it's a new theory which is that you can, what you put in your diary to be spontaneous <laughs> yes at 3 p.m <laughs> no it's it, uh, so like i don't know if I, i'm i know i'll put somewhere like i'm going in going to leeds for the day or something or i'm going yeah. here for the day you don't necessarily have to put where you're going and what you're doing you just while you're there you be spontaneous you try things you go places it's it's you know you're gonna I, be somewhere yeah, i can i can see that spontaneous light as controlled it? spontaneity yeah. that's whereas what whereas on. you don't just get up in the morning and go i'm gonna set off driving and where i end up is where i end up no because i'll always end up somewhere rubbish yeah well exactly there is that, there is that isn't there i'd end up um, in like a petrol station somewhere yes, like yeah. oh so so um i think that we we're back to um back on the fence i think that if it's part of a big strategy and it's part and it's something that um you've got to you've got to plan then yeah. you should plan but if it's something that's that you can't control, but you think there's a good chance that it's going to be visually engaging, mm. you should get out there and give it a go. Absolutely. And always give it a go. That's what we say. So, yeah, so that's it for this episode. I uh, hope you enjoyed that and never miss an episode every Tuesday uh, by giving us a follow or subscribe. Um, and if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, obviously, please leave us a review. Um, and we've been getting some really nice feedback, actually, haven't we? We've, we have. We're doing very well. So that's been very nice. Thank you. And you can find us wherever you get your podcasts or on www.howlfilm.co.uk and Howlfilm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn. And we will see you next week. See you Goodbye. Next week. Bye.